stargazers, welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take any topic that is related to either astrology or to relationships and to romance. I investigate under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as Love or Relationship Astrology. I am your host, Sandra Meisick, and I'm so glad that you guys have joined me today. So for this week's topic... I have a little bit of a direct and retrograde for you for this week. Well, unfortunately, when I did pose the question for this week, both on Instagram as well as with astrologyweekly.com, I basically had no responses. So that was kind of my retrograde for this last week and a half. Uh, no one responded. Um, basically, the question was, do you see that Leo men behave a bit differently from Leo women or Aries men behave a bit differently from Aries women? Um, I basically just asked for anyone to comment if they've seen a difference between men and women of all the sun signs and also possibly with moon signs included as well. Um, and again, overwhelmingly, I got like no responses so that definitely has been my retrograde. I've been kind of feeling a little bit alone here. Um, I, I know that I'm not, but I'm just feeling kind of like I'm really just kind of alone here, broadcasting alone here. But the direct part of this week and a half has been that, well, I did concoct, or I don't want to say concoct, but I did have an answer prepared for this week's episode, and I also uh, have some reasoning behind my conclusions, uh, astrological reasoning behind my conclusions. However, as I've said, this is not going to be a definitive episode, and I just want to take some time to just say um, I do my best to create a very safe space on this podcast. So if you do have any comments or any questions whatsoever when it comes to the content that I bring to you guys, um, you are in a safe space. I'm not going to shoot you down. Um, I There's no right or wrong answer uh, when it comes down to whatever needs to be said. And again, uh, if you do have some more insight into the topic, I will make a shout out onto the air for you. I will, you know, cite you on the air as well. And I mean, who doesn't like a shout out on the air? So definitely feel free to reach out to me at either my Instagram handle at Sandra.Mizek. Again, that's M-I-S-E-K. You can also reach me at my email uh, messaging system which is at Misek, M-I-S-E-K, dot Sandra at gmail.com. And also, I am on astrologyweekly.com. I might be posting us several questions on their forum page. Um, I am actually at S. Misek, uh, S and again, M-I-S-E-K. So definitely, if you're on that site, definitely, you know, check out what I check out my feeds, check out uh, what where I'm at on that page as well too. And uh, again, definitely if you have like a comment or question or anything whatsoever, um, you know, please feel free. And especially after this week's episode, please feel free uh, to contact me above and beyond all. Um, and again, like I said, no right or wrong answers. I'll mention you on the air. All right. So for this week's episode, 
The question was, do men in particular sun signs behave differently from women? And the background to this was when I was 14 years old, my aunt's roommate had actually posted. So back when I was 14 years old, I just started my astrological adventure. I was just beginning to uh, become familiar with the sun signs. Uh, I really wasn't familiar and versed with charts or with moon signs and ascendants as I am today. Um, but I was starting to become a little bit versed with sun signs. And uh, this particular individual who is an Aries, I should add, on the cusp of Taurus. But uh, what she had said was basically that um, one thing to keep in note is that men in each, each astrological sign, they are far more intense in their sun sign than women are. And she said, you know, even if like, you know, with an Aries man, Aries woman, they're both Aries, the men are a little more driven, a little more ambitious, a little more intense than the women can be. Now, at first I thought, okay, with this, this particular roommate, I thought, well, that that's easy for her to say because she's been rather biased towards men uh, for most of her life. Um, actually, this is a particular individual where I feel like her sun sign in Aries, or that's the sun Taurus cusp, I feel like it was occurring near her seventh house, near her descendant. Um, I really felt like her son was very far away from the ascendant. And above all, um, her relations with her father, they were somewhat good, but yet they're kind of tense. And her relations with men in general, like male coworkers especially, they were very terse and very tense. And um, I just kind of felt like, okay, this lady has a bias towards men because she already doesn't have a great relationship with them or a great rapport with them. However, being um, as bold as she was, I mean, having this Aries sort of observation that she had, it did stick with me. Um, and it was, like I said, it's big, it's bold. Um, it definitely pushed boundaries for me. It definitely like increased my horizon, my scope uh, within my astrological sphere. So over the years, I have actually started to observe. It's like, okay, do men, like are uh, male Tauruses or male Taurians, do they behave differently from female Taurians? Uh, do male Pisceans behave differently from female Pisceans? Even in my own sun sign, you know, when I've had relationships, um, and for those who have actually listened to the Scorpio season episode as well, you guys know that I actually have a boss who's a Leo right now, um, in my, my working sphere, in my day job. And, uh, also his brother, my coworker is also another Leo. So again, there's always been, um, with every relationship that I've had with a male Leo, it's like, okay, so do Leo men behave differently from Leo women? And my definitive conclusion is yes. Now, unlike my aunt's roommate where she was a little bit biased, I'm actually stating this without bias. There is a difference. There's a huge difference. Uh, kind of like with my example that I deal with on a day-to-day -day basis at work, uh, the my boss, so a lot of Leos that I've either have had a working relationship with 
or have had a romantic relationship with usually gravitate towards Leo's attribute of leadership. But normally the leadership quality of their personality is very starkly different in the regard that it's, okay, my way or the highway. You know, like when I've had a relationship, like a romantic relationship with Leo's, a lot of the time it was, this relationship has to conform to my standards. It has to conform to my likes, my dislikes, my view, my worldview, my everything. And, oh, you don't like anime. Oh, you don't like role-playing. Oh, you don't like a cherry on top of your Sunday. Well, then you're no good. I mean, for Leo men, it's all or nothing. And actually, in my working sphere, too, with the boss that I work with, it's like my rules, my way, or else. It's like my rules are right. Your ways are wrong. You don't like that. Here's the pink slip. There's the door. That's, it's just like, it's that definitive. It's that clear cut. Whereas with Leo women, leadership, I feel with Leo women are more, it's more along the lines of, you know, yes, I can rule. Uh, yes, I can be a leader, but I, you know, it's really more, do, am I really more present in my life? Do I have control over my own life and over my own baggage and also over my own sphere of things? So I have control over everything that's going on in my world and everything that's going on in my life as is. You know, I would love to be able to lead somebody else, but not everybody wants to be led. So you know what? I would like, at least I need to lead myself. Um, and this is especially true with like Le- with women who have been double Leos. I've had actually had a coworker um, within barbering behind the chair who was a double Leo, and she was exactly like that. Where it's like, you know what? I'd love to lead you guys. I'd love to take charge here. I'd love to call the shots here. But you know what? You guys aren't all on board with me, so I need to call the shots for myself. I need to call the shots for my own life. And I also feel that way as a, a, a Leo woman myself as well, too. Other attributes that have been different within my own sun sign as well is that a lot of Leo men are usually, so for those of you who've also listened to the Scorpio season podcast, the Scorpio season episode, it's been kind of uh, interesting in the regard that, especially in my place of work, there are times where there's heavy drama that's usually caused by, you guessed it, my boss as well as my coworker. Um, and normally with the guys, the drama is very heavy. Again, they have this all or nothing attitude when it comes to leadership. And then on top of that, I mean, if something is not agreeing with them, it's it's like they, they do their utmost to make sure that your life is miserable. So again, they, they kind of create a drama situation or they kind of create a uh, drama in their wake. It's like they it's like every other day in my job, there's drama with my boss or there's drama with my coworker for miscellaneous reasons that are beyond me. Um, this is unlike with Leo women where the drama is a little more self-contained. There might be a little bit of drama, but um, sometimes might be in passive aggressive jabs, but a lot of Leo women are usually kind of hip to that. And they're usually far more prone to saying, you know what, guys, 
my stuff was not together the other day. I apologize. They at least they at least cop to it. They at least apologize. They at least admit to it. Whereas Leo women or Leo men, sorry, not Leo women, excuse me. But whereas Leo men really don't always do that. And the third thing, of course, that I see that is a big difference between the two. A lot of Leo men are also very much into the, well, kind of a little joke with Leo. Their favorite, their favorite note in the whole scale is me, 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 me. And let's just say that when it comes to attention, uh, Leo men are always all about, you need to pay attention to me, only me. Even when you're working, you need to drop everything that you, that you're working on and you need to pay attention to me. I actually had that with, um, my boss's brother where it's like, I'm busy working and he's complaining that I didn't say hello nor goodbye nor that I didn't drop everything at a moment's notice to say hello to him. Sometimes he's even like derisively sniffed at me or scoffed at me for not doing that. And um, a lot of Leo men tend to get into this, I need to be the whole center of attention. I need to be the, the whole world to everybody. And they go about, I feel like unsavory behaviors to kind of get that attention. I feel like with a lot of Leo men, they still have a lot to learn that being the center of attention is not everything. And that there comes some drawbacks when you're at the center of attention. Uh, if you doubt me, take a look at what actors and famous people usually have to say when they're in the limelight 24-7 with uh, the paparazzi. You know, first thing that goes is your privacy. But I think at, uh, above all else, after a while, it's just you have no autonomy. You have no, you don't have a lot of independence left. And I feel like that's equally important and should be equally important to Leo, especially to all you male Leos out there. Leo women, uh, again, kind of like with the leadership I have to speak from my own experience with this one. Um, it is nice when we are paid attention to. It is nice when we do have the limelight. But again, it's not everything. Um, you know, we are more concerned about are we confident? Are we self-assured? Do we have our stuff together in our life? Are we successful as we want to be? in our life. So again, similar situations, similar attributes, but different ways of expressing it. One other um, example that I'd lo love to share with you, but um, may I just note stargazers, even though I'm just giving these, my, my sun sign, as well as Aries, um, as an example, unanimously across the board um, with every sun sign, like all the 12 signs, I've kind of seen a difference between men and, and women as well, too. So this it's not just within Leo, it's not just within Aries, it's with everybody. Um, I do feel that there is a gender difference in how the sun signs are being expressed. So um, my second example would be uh, Aries, basically. Aries men, uh, so those of you who have listened to my episodes from last year, are also starting to uh, become aware that I actually did meet an Aries last year um, in a place of work. And, uh, you know, with the Aries, like I said, I, with this Aries guy, didn't really know him. First meeting on, first meeting. First thing he's starting to mention to me is his goals, his ambitions, where, how he's going to work towards his goals, how he's going to work towards his, towards his ambitions. 
And like already right off the bat, it's like, he's kind of, he's kind of mentioning his life's plan ahead of him. Well, like I said, I, I, I barely know him. And I've had this encounter with Aries men a lot where it's like, yes, here's my goal. I want to get that, the Beamer, or I want to get the Rolls Royce, or I want to get an Alfa Romeo. I want to upgrade my apartment. My apartment's crappy. I want to upgrade my apartment. I want to do this by working 12 hour shifts. I want to do this by, you know, picking up extra jobs. I want to do this, you know, don't, you know, it's like, don't stand my way. I want to do this and I want to accomplish all my dreams and all my goals. And uh, with a lot of Aries men, the only thing that kind of makes me a little concerned is that they stretch themselves like with this, this particular gentleman last year, he decided to work 12 hour shifts on his feet in the outdoors in the elements as well. And I grew a little concerned with him because um, or I grew, I grew a little concerned about him because I felt like he was stretching his resources and himself a little too thin. And I think like by the first month, he was all, you know, he was very energetic. He was raring to go. By the second month, though, he was dragging. And we had like two more months to go within this particular, you know, seasonal job. So, um, you know, with Aries men, sometimes I just, I, I kind of wonder about you. It's like, I, I always just kind of advocate it's great to have your goals. It's great to have your ambitions. It's great to have something to work towards, but don't try not to have the instant gratification of it and try not to spread yourselves too thin to obtain the instant gratification of it. Because sometimes those goals take a little while to get there. Those goals take a little while to meet. Aries women, on the other hand, and I've worked with a lot of Aries women, a lot of the time, you don't know about their goals. You don't know about their ambitions. One thing that I do notice, though, is that one thing that they do want to conquer, one thing that they do want to slay, is they want to slay all obstacles. They want to slay all, you know, all these conflicts that are in their life, um, all the setbacks that are holding them back. They want to, um, you know, conquer those things, and they want to conquer those things not only with style, but also have that confidence, that can actually propel them to drive them forward into new ventures and into new territory. They may not uh, be so open to their goals and their ambitions, but they're there. And they, they still have that momentum. They still have that energy. But, you know, for me, again, kind of like with Leo, there's a little bit more inwardly led when it comes to them. And, um, you know, it, again, very subtle, but very a big difference between the men who are Aries, Aries men, and also Aries women. Um, now, I know some uh, uh, sinistry astrologers may kind of get a little annoyed with me tonight because I am focusing on sun signs, but I would say bear with me because I feel that sun signs also, you know, like being in a relationship with the same sun sign as you are can affect a relationship. And especially if there is um, differences between the genders of particular signs, you know, especially if men are displaying their signs far more intensely or they're acting out on their signs and their archetypes far more intensely than women, that can um, actually either disrupt or can, you know, really affect a relationship. Case in point, you know, with my boss and with his brother, you know, the fact that they seek attention all the time. 
Um, you know, I know that my uh, boss has come into conflict with me because there are times where I'm not paying attention to him. I'm more focused on the notes that he had given me the day before and trying to correct those notes and trying to do my best work possible that I'm really not focused on the fact that he needs attention. And I'm not always privy to the fact that he always needs attention. And I know his brother has actually caused a lot of drama, like, you know, being anti-Sandra every single day because I didn't pay attention to him. And I know that that, that has affected our professional working relationship in the regard that in not paying attention to these guys all the time, that's led to a couple of misunderstandings. That's also led to a couple of terse and very tense situations um, in the workplace. Sometimes it also leads to unnecessary drama as well, too, is what I have noticed. So kind of seeing why this is happening and how we can maneuver sinistry-wise, I think is very important to also uncover and discover as well. So you know, kind of getting into the the why. Why why are men behaving differently from women? Why are they more intense in their sun sign than women are? And the one of the answers. So I have two answers to this. Um, one that's astrological. The other that is kind of socio political, when it comes to astrology. So to give the astrological answer first. I would say the biggest reason is if you guys remember, well, I don't know if, for those of you who have caught the crushes episode in there, I had mentioned that um, when men are considering a woman that they're crushing on, you know, consider where your moon sign actually consider where her moon sign and her Venus sign are positioned. Also where your moon sign and your Venus sign are positioned. That's how you would view women, but also her moon sign and her uh, Venus sign represents how she expresses not only herself, but also her femininity. If you're crushing on a guy, check out uh, not only your sun sign and your Mars sign, um, because that's how you, what you value in men, but also his sun sign and his Mars sign to see what the appeal may be. Well, the reason why I'm mentioning this and bringing this up again is that uh, when it comes down to why men behave far more differently than women is that men identify more with their sun and Mars placements in their charts whereas women primarily identify with their moon signs as well as their Venus positions in their chart. The reason behind this is that Mars obviously is how a man expresses his masculinity. And again, there's 12 ways in which that, that happens. And also uh, Venus is where a woman expresses her femininity, and again, there are 12 ways in which that also happens. Now, this also includes individuals who might be non-binary. And if they identify as feminine, again, they would identify more with their moon sign and their Venus sign. Um, whereas somebody who identifies as being more masculine, again, their sun sign and their Mars sign. 
But the reason why a lot of guys seem to be more intense and seem to be far more uh, gravitated uh, towards their sun sign is that, well, they kind of have that advantage at the beginning. You know, their sun signs kind of like their overall personality and also their Mars sign, you know, being that of, again, as we mentioned, valuing their masculinity, you know, how they view and value their masculinity. So already right there, they have a great advantage and they already naturally gravitate towards their sun sign. Whereas women, you know, don't get me wrong with women. Um, we actually do embody some of the archetypes of our sun sign. Don't get me wrong. Like for me personally, as a Leo, you know, yes, I can lead, but my way of leading might be more like a teacher leading a pupil as opposed to me, the leader, I'm going to dominate over you. Um, you know, I also embody the creativity archetype of Leo. I find I reverberate with that. I come back to that often in my life, especially when my mental health is not so great. That's the best way I can express my best way that I can express myself is through creative pro uh, creative process, whether that is I'm expressing my emotions through my makeup for the day or whether that is I'm actually expressing my emotions through a screenplay. Now, don't be surprised if it's within the screenplay that um, the scenes get a little gorier or they get a little bloodier when I'm angry. Or, and uh, uh, conversely, they're a little more uh, peaceful and harmonious when I'm in an okay mood. But, you know, for me, I, I tend to identify with the creativity aspect of Leo. And those are two archetypes that I tend to identify with. But one thing with uh, the, with ladies and of all 12 signs is that, you know, again, uh, you can identify with those archetypes, but again, the moon sign, your moon sign is kind of like diluting some of those archetypes. That's why, like when you see, I'm going to get, I'm going to actually take another example for, for a turn here. That's why when you see like a Scorpio woman who, yes, she's ambitious. Yes, she's mysterious. Yes, she's intense, but it's a little more behind the scenes. You know, it depends on where her moon's position is at. If her moon's position is like, say, in Pisces, she may have a lot of compassion seeping into the, you know, the, the mystery confines and also, you know, seeping into being intense, you know, maybe it might temper her from being too intense and it might also temper her from being too mysterious and actually revealing a little bit of her so that other people can reveal a little bit more about themselves in return. And she can start establishing a great relationship with that individual. So, you know, for women, it seems like with the moons, even though we do identify with our moon sign, they're kind of, the moon sign's kind of like the undercurrent to our sun sign. And it kind of, like I said, mellows out the very stark male contrast that we usually get with the descriptions of the sun sign as well. We also identify with our Venus signs. Sometimes our Venus signs actually kind of blend in with our sun signs. And again, that also mellows out 
those um, characteristics and archetypes that are usually mentioned in beginning astrology books and also like on Yahoo uh, predictions or some of the pop culture predictions that we usually see or the pop culture descriptions too that we normally see on a day-to-day basis. The second reason that I have for you guys tonight is that... um, you know, one reason why men really behave more like their sun signs than women do, and they're far more intense with it. Well, you know, there is a book on post-colonial astrology. And I think like how, you know, kind of like getting out of the colonial mindset of astrology and getting more into integrating more cultures and more backgrounds with astrology because astrology, especially Western astrology for some time, has not really kind of identified with that. And um, it's, it's kind of like discounted people and kind of left people out. I, you know, as much as I love astrology, stargazers, and really I do, it's kind of like the, the relative who displays their flaws every holiday, but you still love them anyway. You still love their quirks. The same thing here with astrology, but one thing that I do, one thing that I have noticed as a woman is that astrology is very male-centric. And I mean, the the rationale being, you know, ever since astrology was brought about and was discovered by ancient Egyptians and ancient Mesopotamian astrologers slash astronomers, they were kind of like early astronomers back in those days, even though they use the const- the 12 constellations that we base our astrological system on as, you know, just phases of time, their observations were very still male-centric in the regard that the, uh, that, that the characteristics and the observations of time were very masculine-oriented. You know, the yin signs, such as, you know, the, the um, signs of Taurus, Capricorn, Virgo, Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces, you know, they were extremely yin. They're extremely feminine, starkly feminine, as opposed to the masculine signs being that of Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, Leo, Aries, and Sagittarius. I'm not naming all the signs in order, um, in, in, you know, chronological order. So sorry about that. But, um, you know, again, they're extremely masculine. And I find with, with the male centric gaze, things are either extremely masculine or extremely feminine. There's not an in between when it comes to descriptions. The other thing that I've I've also noticed, you know, again, when it comes to as we move later into astrology, into the history, you know, the attributes were not really characterized. I mean, it was kind of questionable in the Roman Empire. Um, I know that Roman emperors had their astrological charts drawn and they had the royal astrologer come in before they're about ready to engage in battle. This has been going on between Roman Empire and then up to Napoleon Bonaparte as well, too. I think um, he also had the royal astrologer draw up his chart and tell him whether or not he was going to win a a major battle. Um, But, you know, in Roman, you know, ancient Rome, it was kind of questionable whether the characteristics of each sign were being identified. 
or whether that actually went into the Middle Ages. For the, the Middle Ages, for sure, um, there were definite, um, definitely the characteristics of each sign were being assigned. And more and more of the royals, more and more of the noble women and noble men were drawing upon that astrologer and their charts to see not only their future and their prospects, usually their prosperity, their um, level of prosperity, but also what could be identified with their personality as well, too. But, you know, again, I have to just say it, you know, even when the personality characteristics were attributed to the 12 constellations that make up our zodiacal system in the sky, um, again, these were male-led sort of revelations. Actually, a lot, you know, even though we've come a long way um, in thinking that Scorpios are thieves and, you know, Virgos are absolute perfectionists, you know, we've come a long way in modern society from the archaic, um, you know, medieval descriptions of the signs. It was still very male, it's still very male centric. And it's interesting to me um, when we look at beginning astrology books and also, you know, descriptions of the signs at large, even with women, it still is very male-centric. And um, I find that that's a huge disadvantage for women because sometimes these male-centric archetypes that are being described, you may or may not fit in to that mold. I feel like a lot of ladies who do fit into that mold are you usually have like a double sign. They're either a double Pisces, meaning their sun and moon is in Pisces, or their sun and moon, as I've mentioned with one of my coworkers, her sun and moon was in Leo. Um, that's why I felt like she was really a typical Leo. Um, but it's the same with all 12 um, zodiac, all 12 signs of the zodiac or all 12 astrological signs that unless you have a you know sun and moon in one sign you're really kind of you don't behave like your typical sign um, your sun sign in that regard and um, I feel like I said again that's a grave huge disadvantage it's kind of hard I, I know personally as a Leo that's been hard for me to live up to um, especially since I'm not, boom, I'm the leader. You need to take my reign or you need to follow my directions or there's the door. I mean, you know, like I said, it's been hard to identify with that. And it's been also very hard to live that down that I do not identify with that. And it's made me question my own identity a couple of times, you know, whether or not there's something wrong with me or something in me that's prohibiting me from acting like a typical Leo. And of course, I do have to say there's, if you guys, if stargazers, you find yourself in that same situation as I have, I just have to say, again, there's nothing wrong with you. Again, we're dealing with a very male-centric sort of system. So um, as much as I'm excited about astrology advances, astrological advances, and, you know, the advances moving forward and including more people in astrology. One thing I'd like to tackle before I tackle the synastry and how we can handle the, um, the gender differences in uh, synastry is that I'd like to try to um, encompass how we can rewrite the narrative as women, you know, how we as women or we as nine, not sorry, nine, excuse me, 
we as non-binary individuals can really rewrite this male-centric, and it's it's usually straight male-centric gaze um, that's been ever-pervasive since the Middle Ages. Uh, one idea that I have, stargazers, and I know this is a little oversimplified, um, but I think it's it's one idea that can help us all to kind of move forward. So one thing that I recommend is that take a look at your sun sign. So like for me, take a look at the descriptions of Leo. You know, I've had to take a look at the, the descriptions of Leo and what exactly they are. Um, with that said, you know, again, you're not going to identify with everything about that sign or you're not going to be atypical to the everything of that sign. A guy will find the atypical, sure, but you may not. And that's okay. Um, but what I would just say is take a look at the characteristics of your sign and then see which archetypes you do identify with. Like if you're a Piscean, you know, you might identify with not only the sensitivity and wanting to be more compassionate in life and also sharing your endeavors with the spiritual in your life. Um, but, you know, it might be a little bit more diluted. It might be a bit more like softer than with the guys. You know, you're not going to just trip on a hallucinogenic drug to get a, you know, a spiritual experience as the guys tend to do. You know, your approach may be, you know what, this may seem interesting. Let me do some more research about it and let me think about it. Let me, you know, like sit on my couch and think about it while I look out the window. Let me sit outside while I'm looking at the at the sky, when I'm looking at the stars and thinking about it a little bit. And that's actually very, that's very, that's okay. That's a-okay. That's, that's fine to do that. Or if you're a Torian woman and, um, or you're a Torian woman and you're looking at the descriptions and you identify with, you know, a, a, you know, the ability for the aesthetic, wanting a pleasing home, wanting, um, pleasing clothes and pleasing things, you know, again, that's the archetype that you identify with. Now, the archetypes that we all identify with in one way or another, again, it's going to be a little bit diluted, but um, those are the archetypes that we learn from. And, you know, for me as a Leo, one thing that I've learned is that my style of leadership, while it may not be my way or the highway, you know, I have actually found a lot of failure when I've actually accomplished, you know, when I've got, when I've been temperamental before and I've had a my way or the highway thinking, that's where I usually fail, ironically. So it's kind of interesting that a lot of guys um, of the sign adopt that sort of mentality. But while it may not be my way or the highway thinking, um, my leadership style in like teaching a pupil or leading a student and, you know, their process, their journey uh, through their life, I feel like that's where I can learn a little bit more about my leadership style and what needs to change about that. Or, you know, my affinity towards creativity, how that creativity can benefit me and what else I can learn from that as well with the archetypes of my, my particular sun sign. But everybody's journey is different and everybody's, like I said, every what, what, what everyone identifies with is different. And again, that brings about a new chapter and a new lesson. And of course, again, too, I feel like 
it can invite or can kind of even out the space in the regard that, again, we're going as women, we're going to be expressing our or those who identify as feminine as well, too. We're going to be expressing more of our moon and Venus signs no matter what. But, you know, it's it kind of helps us to identify, like, even though it's a softer aspect, what do we what sort of archetypes do we embody and what can we learn from that? And, you know, like I said, I hope that this is one answer to this question in evening out the playing field. I'm sure there are many answers and I would be very excited to hear them as well. Um, but I hope that that helps a little bit on your personal journey as well. So getting down to the sinistry of it, the biggest thing that I see, you know, um, when it comes down to dating somebody who is the same sun sign as you are, is really holding each other accountable. Um, you know, when I was dating Leo men, for instance, one thing that I could have held or hold the one thing that I could have done to hold the guys accountable, you know, especially when they were kind of saying, well, everything has to, everything about the relationship has to conform to me, 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 you know, and everything about the relationship has to be my interests, my worldview, my everything. You know, one thing I could have done as a Leo woman was to say, relationships are not just about you. If they're just about you, you would not be in a relationship, period. You, you would be on your own. You'd be single. And, you know, I don't enjoy anime or I don't enjoy video games or I don't enjoy fill in the blank. And it's like, you know, you need to include me in your narrative. I enjoy playing the flute. I enjoy the cello. I enjoy taking walks. I enjoy literature. I enjoy writing. You know, um, it's like taking these things into account and incorporating that into the relationship, I feel is very important. And I, I feel like this is for all 12 signs. I mean, if even like an Aries woman dates an Aries man. It's like, look, this is great that these are your ambitions, but here are my ambitions. Here are my dreams. Here are my goals. And we need to incorporate that into the relationship. Or it's like, you know, we need to, we need to make sure we're incorporating that into the relationship. So I think really a, the big thing um, with the stark differences and how to handle, you know, both genders in the Zodiac is, Again, holding each other accountable. And, you know, guys, if you feel that you're so, you know, you embody your sun sign very well and, you know, you feel that, gee, you got leadership down, you, you, you're really on top of the, the world, make sure that maybe instead of patronizing your significant other, make sure that their, that their leadership potential grows. You know, or instead of, you know, expecting ladies to conform to your world and your space, you know, make sure that you kind of build your partner up a little bit and, you know, encourage that your partner, you know, embody the things that you want. You know, it's like not just that you want to be embodied, but that they embody the things that you are very strong in. You know, like for the Leo males in my life, they could have easily mentioned that, hey, you're not very strong in your leadership stance. I'd like to help you with that. I'd like you to help. I'd like to help you in being a little stronger as an individual and taking the lead more often. 
Um, and also in reverse, ladies, you have a lot of stuff um, to come to the table. You have a lot of great potential that also comes to the table. So making sure that your significant other is also built up. You know, again, in my relationship with another Leo, even though I was a milder version, I could have, you know, really, I was hoping to teach patience to my Leo partners because I had that in spades in my, myself. I was raised by two Libran parents and I also have a moon in Libra myself. So I have patience in spades. So being patient about outcomes, you know, teaching my significant others about patience you know, and being um, a little more lenient when it comes to outcomes, not expecting things right now and right away, but you know that something will come over an accumulation of time. And also, again, too, I feel, you know, with the, the whole notion of you need to pay attention to me all the time, you know, hoping that I kind of taught, you know, the one thing I feel like with Leo women when it comes to Leo men that they can teach them is that, you know, the whole world doesn't revolve around being paid attention to and maybe finding your own voice in another platform or finding your own voice in a different way, in a more constructive way, I think is really also important to help your partner to see and understand. And of course, under the me, 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 and underneath all the I need attention all the time, there is an underlying insecurity. So, obviously airing that out and then also making sure that you got the, the two, you know, both partners can have an action plan in place when it comes to how to handle that as well, how to be respectful, but yet how to address that and handle it constructively and effectively. All the way around Stargazers, I do hope that this is an informative for you. And I do hope that this is comprehensive. Um, again, if you feel like there is something missing, please feel free to contact me. Um, again, that is either on Instagram at sandra.mysek, M-I-S-E-K. Uh, my email address, which is at, uh, so that's basically at uh, mysek, M-I-S-E-K, dot sandra at gmail.com. And again, look for me on um, the Astrology Weekly page. Um, I am trying to contribute more to the forum. And uh, there might be times where I might address a, a question when it comes to synastry or might be just with anything that's astrological. Um, so definitely, if you can, if you're on that page, check me out there. Um, but otherwise, stargazers, as always, don't be afraid to look up at the stars. We just celebrated a great full moon not too long ago, a great full moon that I believe was in Gemini a um, couple nights ago, and it was it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. I, I I didn't have quite the intensity of a supermoon, but it was really very prominent in the sky. So very 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 beautiful, and it also uh, the light of that you know now it's even though the moon is waning a little bit. The light of the moon is really highlighting all the stars in the sky. So it's it's really quite a nice, gorgeous sight. And especially if you guys are dealing with Mars retrograde issues, I feel like they're getting a little lighter right now myself. But if you should be dealing with Mars retrograde issues or any other issues as well, too, 
looking up at the stars provides a nice great break nice great like mindful break in our in our whole entire lives and just a a nice zen moment all the way around um, but above all stargazers, that's where we also see our origins of astrology is up there in the stars. So definitely check it out as much as you possibly can. But above all stargazers, I really hope that you guys are well and that you're being safe. Um, like I said, Mars retrograde issues are not too stark, not too prominent. Drivers are starting to become a little more responsible, probably because in the last couple of weeks, there, weeks, there's been a ton of accidents and not just minor fender benders. I mean, like catastrophic, all the pieces of the car are in the road type of accidents. So I think more and more people are seeing these accidents happening and I think they're kind of self-assessing and checking their driving skills on the whole and not being so reckless as they were earlier on in Mars retrograde. So there's hope. We have one more month with that too. So um, I'm hoping that that month comes very soon. Uh, January of 2023, next year is when Mars retrograde stops. So I will be very happy when it does myself. It's been quite a, quite a ride. But, you know, above all stargazers, I, like I said, I do hope that you're doing well and that you're being safe. And above all, continue to be well and continue to be safe. And until between now and next week, I will see you then. Also, check out Sandra Mizek's Patreon page. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a member to this actual podcast, as well as you can get a free Sinistry Astrology reading. Go to patreon.com forward slash 7th house astrology for more details. <music>